Okay, five days to go until the midterm elections, and it looks pretty likely the Republicans will take control of the House. Uh, But the Senate's still up for grabs. No one knows how that's going to go, and we can't walk you through all 37 of the Senate seats that are currently in place and all the candidates there. But we do have our man in D.C. to kind of handicap the races he thinks you should pay attention to. Joining us now. Whoa, it's Todd. Takeaway Washington correspondent Todd Zwillick. Good morning, Todd. We had to actually talk you down to five. You were going to go with the 37, but we talked you down to five. (laughs) We we could have just done the mega lightning round. Yeah, but we narrowed it down to the down to five races that that, these are the uh, ones you picked. Yeah, they're not necessarily the the closest races, but they all kind of indicate something significant about the elections. Right. Absolutely. We've talked about all those closest races. And and so let's talk about some of the most significant ones. Here's my, my number five race, Delaware. We've talked about it. A lot. I know that Chris Coons, Democrat versus Christine O'Donnell. Uh, Listen to Christine O'Donnell right here. We're not in this to come close. We're in this to win. And we're in this to win big. All right. We've heard that. What's the narrative? Tea Party paradox. Ah. That's Delaware. Uh, Christine O'Donnell, the Tea Party candidate. this, This is the classic case. Probably. Look, she's probably gonna lose okay she's down by about 15 14 or 15 right now we don't know for sure this is the classic case of the tea party candidate who basically cuts off the nose of the republicans mike castle the republican in delaware probably could have won this race if christine o'donnell the uh, tea party candidate hadn't come out of nowhere and knocked him off and this is one this state instead is going to be a d most likely instead of an r uh, on january 4th when congress comes back so that's the tea party paradox you win but you might lose the state okay so the people winning big probably the democrats there so let's go to your number four Number four, South Carolina, Jim DeMint, Republican versus Alvin Green, the Democrat. Now, when you're watching the returns uh, on Tuesday night, look, this race isn't going to be close either. You're going to see Jim DeMint, Republican senator. You're going to see him win. But there's something really, really important about DeMint that you got to be remembering when he wins his race. Listen to DeMint here. There'll be a lot of pressure. In fact, that's the focus of these elections, less spending, less debt. And I think the new senators who've come in with a mandate are going to take a stand against our own people here if we participate in the passing of that bill. What bill is he talking about there? Uh, He's talking about spending, and he's talking uh, probably about a gigantic spending bill that Congress is going to have to pass, an omnibus spending bill. Jim DeMint is one of the most conservative members of the Senate, and traditionally, you know, the last couple of years, he tends to stand alone or maybe with one or two other people in blocking legislation that he thinks violates conservative principles. Um, And he stands up against his own Republican Party. Well, the senators he's talking about who might come in with the mandate— those same Tea Party people. And Jim DeMint has been backing up his attitude with money. He has a PAC called the Senate Conservatives Fund. They're worth $7 million, and they've been giving money to people like Marco Rubio in Florida, um, uh, certainly Christine O'Donnell, Sharon Angle in Nevada, Rand Paul in Kentucky. The list goes on. However many of these people who win Senate races come to the Senate as a new conservative Tea Party block, if you like. They won't be called Tea Party, but they'll be the Senate conservatives. Jim DeMint will be their leader. Mm. Jim DeMint has said he wants a showdown with the president overspending. And I don't know how many cards he's going to be dealt after the election, but it's going to be a lot more than he has now. Jim DeMint's stars on the rise. All right. And we have a different narrative going on in, in Pennsylvania. That's where Joe Sestak, the Democrat, is up against uh, the former representative Pat Toomey. 
Yeah, Pennsylvania to me is a neck-and-neck race, swing state. Forget about that for now. To me, Pennsylvania is all about the power of Obama in this election. Listen to the president in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago. All across the country, we've got to finish what we started in 2008. Philly, let's prove them wrong. All right. Now, Pat Toomey, the Republican, is probably a little bit ahead in that race. Joe Sestak, of course, the Democrat. Uh, The president goes to Philadelphia on Saturday to rally for Sestak one more time. Sestak believes that the way he's going to get pushed over the top, if he can win in, in, in Pennsylvania, is high turnout in Philadelphia. That's why the president's going there. This is the president's backyard politically. Core Democrats, lots of African-American voters, and Sestak thinks if he gets them out to the polls, he can win. So on election night, when you see the returns, if Sestak manages to squeak it out, I think that's a testament to the power of Obama, retail politics. We all know that his approval rating is low. Forget about 44% approval rating for now. Can Obama go to his backyard and win a race, a key race for a core Democrat? Or can he not? I think the results of that race are really going to be about Barack Obama's retail political power right now. And may have an effect on how he deals with the, with whomever is in the new Congress uh, Absolutely. after number November. Number three. Num- no, we're at now, number two number now. Two, yeah. Counting up to number two, uh, Wisconsin. Russ Feingold, the Democrat incumbent, versus Ron Johnson, the Republican. To me, this race is all about goodbye independence, okay? If Russ Feingold loses this race, is this the end of the independent senator? Listen to Feingold. They were the right votes. You know, I remember people complaining bitterly when I voted for President Clinton's deficit reduction plan. And that was a controversial plan. But over time, it was the key to us not having any deficit at all when President Clinton left office. The same thing's happening with the recovery bill and the health care bill. Now, that's Russ Feingold defending some of his tough votes. Feingold generally has a pretty liberal voting record, but we've talked about his independent streak, the only senator to vote against the Patriot Act. Mm. He's voted for deficit reduction over and over again, has a high rating from the National Rifle Association. If Feingold goes down in this race, is it truly the end of independence in the Senate? Can we only elect polarizing people in the Senate? Because just like the House, it's becoming increasingly more polarized. And uh, if Feingold goes down, there's not a whole lot of room left in the middle at all. All right, well, that's a scary narrative like the there in, story in there Wisconsin. Yep. But let's go to your number one race. It has to be Nevada. Look, I, it has to be Nevada because to me, Nevada is the culmination of everything this election is about. Sure, the majority leader's in there, but the economy. Nevada has the among the worst unemployment rate and the worst foreclosure rate in the country. The rise of the the rise of the woman conservative, Sharon Angle. The rise of the Tea Party, Sharon Angle. Versus uh, the fight, Harry Reid, right? Versus Harry yeah. Reid. The fight for the West, right? Which both parties think is the future of their party. Democrats really want to win the West because of Latino voters, growing population, Nevada's right there. So, and certainly anti-incumbency and certainly the symbol of victory for Republicans, Harry Reid. To me, it all comes down to Nevada. That is the race on Tuesday night that really defines this election for me. Well, for, to get stuff out of, if you want to watch election results live on, on Tuesday, Todd Zwillick is going to be at uh, thetakeaway.org live on camera. And explain this to me. You're going to be explaining the results of the elections with puppets. Uh, we well, we might have some puppets. We might have props. We're doing we're doing DIY election returns on the Takeaway dot org okay. all Tuesday night, and we're doing it all night long. Tuesday night, Tuesday night at the Takeaway dot org. Thanks, Todd. At Radio Lab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex. 
of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radio Lab adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.